This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 617. Make sure that you check out all of the previous episodes at MarkingOut.com. Check us out over on Spotify as well. Go buy a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Check out all of the YouTube videos, so subscribe over there. Give us a follow on TikTok. Where Cooking with Brandon continues. And also make sure you check out us over on Twitter. Give us a follow. Give us a like over on Facebook. And follow us individually over on Instagram. And also together collectively on Instagram. But that being said. I am Dave the Rave. And you are listening to Mark and Out. And I am here with Brandon. Brandon how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. How was your week? It was good. It was good. It was very, very good. I actually had somebody drop the line, uh, awesome as always to me the other week, one of the students, and I was just like, hold the phone. Are you making a reference to marking out? To the other podcast that I do? It was embarrassing for you, I'm sure. Yes. I was just like, were you... Because... Uh, I mean, Dr. Singh Bupinder, he, he does uh, name drop marking out during classes at times. And so then he allows me some time to <laughs> cheap plug in the chat room on Zoom. So I'll share the links and everything like that. And then sometimes we'll gain a, a few listeners. So somebody named uh, said that to me, awesome as always. And I'm like, hold up. Are you are you, are you trying to say that you listen to the podcast? And she, she was just like, no, I just say that stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay cool my cousin does too so well uh it's this is the pretty much the real post thanksgiving show yeah yeah so how was your thanksgiving it was great oh I'll, i will say that we have gained some listeners one of my friends ashley has listened to uh, a full episode of ours so really appreciate those does she that... like wrestling no not at all. So, like, I don't know how you could sit through this <laughs> <laughs> i asked her the same thing i was just like you know you you're my friend. You you really you don't have to listen to this. It's okay. And she's like, no, I want to I want to listen to it. I want to expand my knowledge, and I want to I want to hear like what you guys do too. And I'm like, okay, it's totally your call. You know, I appreciate you no matter what. But yeah, so she actually listened to a full episode, and she said that she was a fan. Um, definitely not a fan of pro wrestling though, but it was a fan of the podcast. It's like when relatives. Uh watch cooking with Brandon and it's like, but you don't get any of this. <laughs> I, I know. I know. But the, but the fact that like, I mean, watching a YouTube video is cool and everything, but to actually yeah, to listen, listen to that's, that's, a podcast that's episode, you know, like while driving to, to work and um, not have any really take on pro wrestling. I thought that was really awesome. So thank you, Ashley. Yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah, so Thanksgiving was great. Ended up going over to New Jersey. Um, a lot of family over there went over to New Jersey. And I am so happy I did because I have been craving uh, the corn pudding. 
the cre- uh, cream of corn pudding, whatever it is. Not a fan. Oh, dude, I love that so much. My mom insists. How are you not a fan? What don't you I don't like know. about she it? She insists on making it. I just, I'm like barely a, 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 I tolerate cornbread. But it's corn. I feel like most places cornbread is just garbage. Disney has really good cornbread though. What about the juice? Uh, what about it? Do you like the juice? I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I. I would prefer to not have corn juice. Okay. I I enjoy it, you know, especially the the canned corn. Canned corn, that it's just so like, sweet. I prefer they sell. Uh, I think it's like Costco. They sell frozen, like corn. Trader Joe's does as well. Yeah, and it's like shoot corn. It's not canned corn. Yeah, yeah. I I know what you're talking. I want about. like usually fresh we'll do the... corn. That's like there's nothing better than eating fresh corn. Yeah, usually we'll do the BJ's one, but I I don't know. I love corn. Uh, corn pudding. I love corn pudding so much. That kid, so, by the way, I, got screwed. He was on that. What do you uh, mean? He was on the the what was the green bean float or whatever. Yeah, I didn't even see him on yeah, it. Yeah, they were like, and now the corn kid. <laughs> he didn't show him. <laughs> right, I didn't even see no, him in the they picture. Didn't, they I'm didn't like, show him at the, the parade at all. No, that kid got screwed. Dude, he his 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 team better be talking to them right now. I want him on. I want him on the can. Period. But yeah, no. Um, I love the corn pudding. I got to have the what is it? The sweet the yams with uh, mashed uh, marshmallows. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes with marshmallows. Sweet potatoes and yams are is not there... the same thing. Yeah. Although some for some reason over years yams have become sweet potatoes. Like it's just been. People have accepted it. Man, sometimes you buy sweet potatoes and it's actually a yam. I, I've never but, ran into that problem. I don't think I've ever had a yam before. So I was watching... Uh, my mom's bought yams before. I was watching a... Uh, on the news, actually, last Saturday, I believe it was. Um, usually in the morning, they'll do like a produce... Produce Pete. That's who it is. Produce Pete. Hey there, it's Produce Pete. Have you seen this? Or no, is that, is that, just, he sounds like a southern pistol. Yeah, that's fellow. Produce Pete. Yeah. <laughs> so Produce Pete was explaining the difference between a sweet potato and a yam. And they were saying that sometimes, like, they'll be packaging sweet potatoes, but it will be actually yams. Uh, did you know that, I believe it was, was it the yam or the sweet potato? Oh, dang. Maybe it was sweet potato. A sweet potato is actually a flour? No. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I did, so I did learn that, that blueberries were the only fruit that was named after a color. Interesting. Orange came first. Mm-hmm. And blackberries were brambleberries first. That's interesting. Fruit of the bramble, yeah. What is the sweet potato with marshmallow combo deal? Is it a name? Uh, sweet potato casserole. <sighs> is it I mean, casserole? I, I know Al Roker's mother called it something else, but that's the recipe we yeah, went with. Could, we, got we didn't we didn't take the I don't know. took the allspice out, but that was. Are that you a was... fan of it or no? Yeah. Um, I still think there's got to be some tweaks to the recipe, to Al okay. Roker's right. mother's yeah, sometimes sweet potato. It's a little bit too... Am I allowed to say the full title? I mean, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think so. It well, he, it's Al Roker's mother's sweet potato poon. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. And it's like, well, I don't know how that got the name, but. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, we, last year we made it. I took the allspice out this year. Next year, I I need to add sugar to it. It just needs more okay. sugar. 
Because like if you deal. if you if you add more marshmallows to it after the fact, then it's it's much better. Good deal. Very cool. And I as a kid, I, I didn't enjoy I didn't enjoy the sweet potato. I was only taking that because of the the the, the marshmallow. marshmallow. Yeah, I got to say. So I also enjoyed uh, some dark meat, uh, tar- uh, turkey. Instead of the the white turkey, I'm not a fan of the white turkey. Is always very dry to me. Well, it depends. So on, you gotta get you gotta know who like somebody like. Let me rewind that sentence. You need somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> I did. I don't even get if there is a if I have the option to choose dark meat or the white. I'm going with the dark meat, just because I know that it's more flavorful. Right. Um. So I went with that. I I had two plates of veggie lasagna. But again, if you know somebody who cooks it correctly. Yeah, it's different. I dude, I ate so much. I had two plates of veggie lasagna on top of all of this. I had green bean casserole. Um, Was this like scratch then, made though? Like, what's the green bean looking like? Can? I'm not too sure. You can tell I what a ate. canned green bean is, David. It may have been a canned. It may have been canned green beans, which I'm I'm totally fine with canned. Green I'm beans. fine with that as well. But once you go yeah, fresh, I think you I should think never that... go back. There was fresh green beans available. I did have four of them. I didn't want to take too many because I wanted to, the rest of the stuff that's not as good for me. Um, and then a delicious chocolate chip biscuit. That was homemade. Never heard of such and a thing. And that, yeah. Maybe, Is that a dessert uh, or that's with dinner? No, with dinner. With dinner. It was delicious. So overall, it was incredible. Um, you know, Somebody that was on the podcast, uh, cousin Brad, he he his wife gave birth. So, congratulations to yes Brad and Jess on their son. Um, <laughs> yeah, but everything else this week was great and grand, and I feel like there's so many other things. Oh, the pay per view was awesome. But before we get to that, what about you? Well, my Thanksgiving was pretty damn good. It good, was. Let's get I, I made so oh. listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Now that I've eaten it, a week's gone by, I could say that the food that I made last year turned out much better than what I made this year, but what I made this year was still pretty damn good. I still Mm -hmm. ate the hell out of it. I made the green beans again from scratch. I made the the soup and everything. I made the the stuffing from scratch. I, uh, I maybe put a little bit too much sage in, but that's fine. I did parsley, right. sage, rosemary, and thyme, you know, a little Simon uh-huh. and Garfunkel. But it was good. Nice. We had a smoked turkey from uh, BJ's, I think it was. It was already pre-cooked. All you had to do was heat it up for like two and a half hours. Fantastic. Delicious. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. And good uh, other than that, I ate leftovers. I made potato salad this week. Uh, how was that? A different style. I went for like, a, I really, because I've. I've said this before, time, time and time again, I've said it. I want Ben's potato salad. I just haven't gotten to Ben's lately. Uh-huh. And I tried to make like a New York deli style version of it and like sort of like free range it also. So it's it didn't come out how I wanted it to, but it's still pretty good. And it doesn't taste anything like how I would normally make my, my Nana's potato salad. Yeah. But at this point... I could just be chasing a memory of Ben's potato salad. I don't even know if it's still good. I'm sure it is, hmm. but yeah, I'm sure it's amazing. But yeah, that's pretty much all I did. 
That's pretty cool. Well, something that we both did was watch Survivor Series War Games. Yeah, opening up with place in Boston. Ozzy Osbourne. Triple H said that they asked him to do it. He did it, and uh, they almost had him perform at Survivor Series. It just didn't line up. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Unfortunate. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but it opened up with the Women's War Games match. We saw Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Becky Lynch, and Mia Yim pick up that victory over Damage Control, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki Cross. What are your thoughts on Becky Lynch being back, by the way? Okay, so let's get right into it. Uh, so Becky Lynch, very... This week on SmackDown late for people watching on the East Coast because of this yeah. football game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm very, I'm happy that she's back, you know, and she's back on the team of Bianca Belair and everything like that. So kind of water under the bridge with their feud, but before the match even started, I liked when, uh, Nikki Rhea Ripley was in the cage. She starts doing pull-ups and Nikki cross climbed on the cage Mm -hmm. to do like where the holding cage or whatever. I thought that was like a nice touch, but Bianca Belair started, the match with Dakota Kai. EO Sky evened up for, for damage control. And then Asuka was out, which was fun to see her work with EO. Yeah, I think that they they have so much chemistry together. That there were a few points where during this match, it seemed a little bit off at times. Between them? I feel like it. But I, I think that overall, this was a fan fantastic match i mean you you predicted most of the lineup too yeah. nikki cross introduced the weapons alexa bliss followed her which made sense because she had a feud with nikki cross or whatever nikki yeah. ends up diving off the the war games cage onto everybody bailey comes out brings in ladders brings in the table i was i was thinking that and i was texting you that it would be great if bailey took out the table set set it up or was like like going to put it into the ring, but then left it on the outside and entered the cage without the table yeah, just to get the, the because the yeah the crowd was cheering tape we want tables and everything, so of course with Bailey being the heel, I think that that would have gotten her so many boos would just be to take out the table to get the crowd to pop as they always do when you take out the table, right. and then just leave it on the outside. I think that that would be awesome. And then, of course, I thought, after that, you just have the face bring in the table. Well, I was going to say, I thought for sure, yeah, that's... Well, I don't know. I don't know if a face should do that. Because you shouldn't need weapons, well, but... I but, thought for sure course, Rhea then, Ripley was going to be out next. And that was, like, the, yeah. the one, like, part Swerve. of my, my lineup that I didn't get correct. And then Bailey went in, because I was expecting Bailey to go in last. Why yeah. wouldn't she? But Mia Yim was out, also brought out weapons, and then uh, the the match, we saw some spots, dopes, uh, the, the spear from Mia Yim to Dakota Kai through the ropes. Oh, thank God. I'm, I'm happy that you actually brought that up because I was looking at the names, and I'm like, I can't remember who did that spot, and I feel like that spot didn't get enough recognition. Yeah, that was really cool. Right? Like, I don't know. I wasn't on Twitter. Did that even get that much recognition? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm pretty, I might have tweeted like, about it. I don't know. Like, it didn't seem like the um, commentators really put that much attention to it, but I thought that that spot was awesome. I guess technically it was, so... it was a suicide dive. Yeah, but it wasn't even set up, right? you know? Like, it was like Mia Yim just, like, she was on the offense, I think, 
like it was attack 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 and then it just like went right into that and i was just like that was dope i did not even expect that to happen yeah but then Rhea ripley um, came out becky lynch obviously uh last to go in and then the the match started officially i like that triple team spot from damage control that they did with the the double stomp to mia yim yeah and she was draped across the two rings i thought that was pretty cool uh, across the oh ropes, i remember I there was that one point with right um, before becky lynch with- entered yeah, no, I was thinking about the, the botch that stood out to me was with Sky. The botch? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, well, the um, double knees. right in the beginning where she, yeah, the double knees where it's just, I don't even know. She just went too high up, right? I don't know. It might've just been like the cage was in her way or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know, but it, you know, but, but she, I, she hit that sick, uh, the sick moonsault off the top. Oh yeah. I, I feel like if you. Can you nitpick this? Yes. I mean, you, you literally just did. It? I don't know why. <laughs> I know. But is it? I know. But is it worth it? No. I think to take away that this was still a solid... This was a great opener. Yeah. I like that uh, Asuka introduced the mist to Rhea Ripley. I like Nikki trying to handcuff Alexa Bliss to the cage, but Alexa Bliss was like, nah, and handcuffed herself to Nikki Cross. Yeah, and then Becky Lynch, man. I think maybe the spot of the night. She she went that to leg drop. Yeah, top of the cage. Yeah, I thought that this entire match, uh, they they all did a fantastic job with the opener. I was really excited for this match, so I'm happy that it opened. And I think maybe um, because of that leg drop, by the way, I think maybe Bianca Belair's KOD onto to Bailey into the cage might go overlooked. That happened right before that. That was really cool, too. But Becky Lynch hit that leg drop, picks up the victory for Bianca Belair's team. It looked a lot like it was Becky Lynch's team, even on SmackDown last week. Yeah. After that, we saw but. AJ Styles pick up the victory over Finn Balor. Um, I think that they that the one thing that they lacked, I don't know if they did this, but they should have had it as Team Belair versus Team... Yeah. What, uh, team it, like it, Becky Lynch, Bailey. even on SmackDown, was in the middle. You know, that's that's the thing. Like how like back in the day when we grew up, I don't even know if they did it when you were watching. No. Did they like where it would be like so. team like I mean, I know back in the nineties it would be like Team Hulk Hogan or Team Ultimate Warrior, Team Mega Powers versus Team Whatever, Team Money Incorporated. I feel like that would have been something cool to start to bring back to, like Team Bel Air versus Team Bailey. But I don't you know? I don't know if they had that for like war games though. I know, like, obviously you'd have, like, that's, factions that's... in the matches, but. Oh, yeah, that's that's very true. For a Survivor Series, there was only two Survivor Series matches. I mean, Survivor Series st- style matches with the multiple people, with the five. Well, I mean, this wasn't even Was Survivor there five? Series, yeah, five. Though. Huh? It wasn't even a Survivor Series style match, though. Yeah. Do you think that they should have added... Not a every tr- Survivor, a traditional series Survivor Series needs a Survivor match? Series match. In 2002, I I feel like they... Survivor Series did uh-huh. not have a Survivor Series match. It had the Elimination Chamber. I, I I don't know. I kind of would like at least one traditional Survivor Series match. That's why I thought for sure we'd see the OC versus the Judgment Day. And obviously not like it, it, because yeah. Mia Yim and Rhea Ripley would be in there. They wouldn't. Be able to do like I mean, a traditional five on five elimination. That's what but. they were. 
that's what it seemed like they were setting up too with bringing up back, bring back the OC at the timing that they did. I mean, it kind of lined up to a Survivor Series matchup. Yeah, but AJ picks up the victory. Dominic got involved uh, behind the referee's back, and then the OC came in, took him out. Damian Priest jumped in, and then they brawled off. And I just thought this was a really good match, and I feel like they could have done so much more, but it's not a bad yeah. thing that they didn't do more. I feel like it's a good thing that they didn't do more because I feel like it could have taken away from the entire of other matches. I like Balor trying to use the Styles Clash. Yeah, I don't feel like they stole the show. No, which I think is which I think is good. And I also like Balor tapping. I agree. I thought it was about to be I the agree. end of them, and then he stopped his hand, and then like mid motion. Yeah, he, so then, like you, to you not know what I mean out. with they didn't steal the show. Yeah. And people are like, like I feel like that match was so bad. Ugh. It did. This there were points. Sucked, uh... Well, there there were points that did drag for me, but I feel like it's good that they didn't steal the show because that's not the kind of match that should steal the show at War Games. It should be the War Games match that stole it. I saw I saw a tweet that said this whole pay per view sucked except for the two War Games matches, the Triple Threat and AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. It's like, bro, you just named four out of the five matches. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Next match, though. I mean, though. the next matchup, yeah, Ronda Rousey picking up a victory over Shotzi to retain. I had super, super, super high hopes that Shotzi was going to win the, the championship, but I knew better. But she had to yeah. deal with, she, she dealt with Shayna Baszler. Baszler pushed Ronda Rousey out of the way of a suicide dive, so she ate the suicide dive. But she immediately pushes Ronda Rousey into the steps. So it's like we saw an elevated version of Shotzi Blackheart here. She had counters of Rousey before she even did some of the moves. Yeah, she definitely stepped it up. So to say that this match was god-awful, I think is really not fair to Shotzi. Because Shotzi showed up in this. They were they worked in the crowd for a bit. I, I personally was not that big of a fan of this match. No, the match overall wasn't good. And I think Ronda Rousey might have hit like some sort of ceiling as far as being a pro wrestler goes. I, I agree with you that I think that she may have hit that ceiling too. I mean, what, two years ago, we, we agreed that she was probably the woman wrestler of the year. Potentially wrestler of the year with when she first came in. Um, but now I kind of agree. I don't, I don't know where she goes next. Like this, this run hasn't been the greatest, I but agree it's not with you. like, it it's not like an the awful presentation. Like did that DDT spot happen and look like trash? I don't think I pe mean, people are like, Oh, Shotzi sucks. It's like, no, it's not on Shotzi here. I don't think. No, I don't think so either. That was on the selling of Ronda Rousey. But then there's stuff that that Rousey still does. And I'm like, like the, the judo flip from the top rope. And then the Piper's pit into the arm bar like that. I'm, I'm fine with that stuff. And that stuff looks good, but it, there's certain there. She has reached a certain point right now. So I don't think it's fair to put blame on Shotzi Blackheart there. And I don't think it's fair to trash Ronda Rousey as much people. The hashtag fire Ronda Rousey was trending for what? Well, that was more so politically, I believe. Politically? Yeah, I think that more so was politically motivated with her um with her conspiracies and aspects and especially with the Brian Kendrick notion that well memo that came out this week too. 
I think that it was in regards to that more so than anything else. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Apparently he's not back, and I don't understand why they would bring him back just to have him be a producer for her match. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we also don't know. Was it ever confirmed, or is it just conspiracy that he was back for it? No, that's confirmed. What do you mean? It was confirmed? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't – I'm not too sure, but yeah – uh, next matchup, you had Austin Theory pick up the victory over Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley to become the new U.S. champion and the youngest U.S. champion. Again? Again. Uh, this match was awful. Terrible ending. I thought, I thought it was a good match. match. Was... I like the, yeah, the I multiple suicide dives by Seth, and then he followed it up by the rolling senton to both of them. He was going from one side to the other side. I, I thought that was great. The Hurt Lock reverse pin gimmick that Austin Theory did, and then uh, Rollins came out of nowhere with that frog splash. I thought that was fantastic also. Yeah, I think that the three of these guys worked really well together. I think that Bobby Lashley brought the perfect dynamic of that powerhouse wrestler I combined with, all, with the two of them. <laughs> the one spot that I thought was like a little goofy was the, the Hurt Lock on both of them. Because Theory yeah. was just trapped inside of the... in between him and Rollins. Yeah, that's so I didn't like that, but I really like that stomp that Seth Rollins did off of uh, Austin Theory to Bobby Lashley. Le- yeah, and I thought the end was was really good. And people were like, oh, he missed, he didn't hit it. Ugh. But Seth, he hits that sup- the superplex from the top rope, and he goes for the the Falcon Arrow. Lashley spears him right before he could hit that, and Austin Theory lands right on Seth, passed out. Boom, one, two, three. I thought it was a great ending. Yeah, it was. Awesome. Earlier in the night, though, we saw Jay Uso uh, tell Roman Reigns about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And then Roman asked Sami Zayn about it. And Sami admitted to it. And Roman wanted well, to know why well, he lied. Well, something. Hold on. So something I liked about this was I liked Jay Uso talking to him about it, like relating to everything to what we saw in SmackDown, where Sami Zayn was in the. Uh, backstage area talking to Kevin Owens with Jay Uso like peeking uh, in the drawer to listen and I like how he just confronted Roman Reigns about this and Roman Reigns just kept this cool and everything and he was just like listen you don't deal with this you focus on what's taking place in the ring I'm going to talk to Sammy face to face and I'll know if he's telling the truth or if he's lying so he's I, I thought that that was really cool and then Sammy when he asked why he was lying he said because Jay had a huge match for the advantage for war games and he didn't want to to worry him and I thought that was a brilliant explanation I agree with you and I, I I liked it too like he was just like did you speak the first question did you speak to Kevin Owens he's like yes like I I love that aspect and you could Oh, something I also liked was where I think it was Roman Reigns where he hugged Jay Uso. His face like yeah, he like was looking like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that Roman Reigns. I think it was Sammy. Facial, he hugged Sammy and he was looking out. Yeah, that may have been with Sammy. Like it, the it looked reactions. like maybe he was gonna like beat down Sammy or something. I was thinking maybe he was catching that Sammy Zayn may have been lying to him because he was telling saying to Jay how I'm gonna tell if he's lying to me or not. Yeah. But I thought it was an it was a great setup to the match that took place with the bloodline picking up the victory over the Brolin Brutes at McIntyre and Kevin Owens in the War Games matchup. Kevin Owens coming out with the uh, dusty gear on that was pretty cool. 
Yeah. Butch started the match with Jey Uso, and uh, Ridge came out next, and then Roman stopped Jimmy from going in and sent Sammy in instead. This was awesome. And for the entire time, Roman Reigns is sitting yeah. in a chair yeah. as Paul Heyman's right behind him. And I love that fact that you had... Uh, he stopped everybody and wanted to send Sammy out there to help Jay. And then uh, I like Sammy being very hesitant to get in. But Jay finally yeah. gets up. Sammy gets in. And and that was, I liked that part. I agree. And he definitely did a bunch to help Jay and show his dedication to the bloodline. Yeah. McIntyre yeah. was out after that. Jimmy Uso came out, brought weapons in. And then Jay argued with Sammy over setting up weapons. And got into a shoving match with them. And Kevin Owens makes his way in. Brings in more weapons. Solo Sokoa comes out. And uh, he goes at McIntyre. It's because of Solo that McIntyre lost at at Clash of the Castle. So I like that they went went against each other there. Yeah, and Solo had a strong showing during this match too. Yeah, and then uh, Sheamus was in and then... Sammy tried to stop him, but he got hit with the door. And then yeah. Roman was last to enter. And people were complaining, ah, how do the faces get the advantage in wall games? <laughs> but it's like Roman's the guy. What do you... Why would you yeah, not have he's, the he's... guy enter last? Yeah, you ha- you have to have Roman Reigns enter last. And then the, uh, yeah, what's he going to like work the match while somebody else is about to run down? Exactly. I mean, let's. I mean, those. The big storyline of this isn't really Kev. I, in my opinion, in my like to get me to watch, it's not really Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens that I'm caring about. It's Rome. It's the bloodline. Right. And for the storyline of the bloodline, having Roman Reigns come in last makes the most sense. Then the uh, the standoff between the two teams that was like super hype. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. This yeah. is awesome. I like the the beats of Baron that I'm, they I'm, all did. They all set yeah. up all the. the I'm, whole I'm not too line. sure when it happened, but you had Jay Uso hit Sami Zayn with a super yeah, kick too. Accidentally, yeah. Butch Butch ducked from that, but he did it. Yeah, it was accidental, but Jay Uso didn't care at all. And then like, uh, he had no remorse after we, that. We we had that one D from the middle rope, which I'm gonna be so pissed off, or not pissed off, but annoyed, disappointed. It's gonna be like, eh, yeah, it makes sense. 2K sucks or whatever, because I yeah. kind of expected War Games to make 2K20. Two, and they didn't. Uh-huh. So if two K twenty three rolls around and War Games ain't in it, that's gonna be just disappointing. I really hope that middle rope one D that the Usos did makes the move cut for this. For that, I game. agree. But there was good back and forth between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, and then Sami Zayn actually stopped the referee for from counting three for Kevin Owens, and eventually low blow. Yeah. And then he hit a Haluba this kick. led to the finish. Yeah, he laid him down for an Uso splash. And I don't know if it was kind of surprising to me. Jay was the one that got the victory there. But Sammy helped Jay get that victory. I was expecting maybe for Roman to do it. But that storyline, man, between Sammy helping Jay Uso get the victory for the bloodline. And then Roman Reigns hugging and, Sammy afterwards to accept him. I think that that Sammy Zayn setting up. Uh, Kevin Owens, his best friend, long, long life best friend that we've seen him feud with through years after years, setting him up for Jay Uso to hit that splash. I think that even if Roman Reigns was up 
I think he would have had Jey Uso do the splash instead of him picking up the pin, just like how he sent out Sammy, because it seems like Roman Reigns was, I mean, of course, scripted, but like orchestrating Sammy and Jay working together as a team in order to benefit the bloodline. So I feel like he would have had Jay do the splash no matter what. And that was just awesome right there. And then as you were going to say, yeah, we had the uh, the hug. Yeah, Jay Uso the hugged hug him. Hurt. Huge crowd the hug pop. Heard around, hug hurt around the world. Yeah, the crowd went nuts for it. Can you imagine if they hugged and then the camera just zoomed out? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, the crowd popped huge for this. There was such a feel. There was that moment where Jay Uso lifted him up, and you're like belly to belly. Yeah, that looked like a like. Oh my god, wait a minute! And then it went into the <laughs> hug. Yeah, I know, I know. This was just an awesome, awesome. I thought that this was an awesome match and a great way to end the pay per view and. The Bloodline, they're on top. They are the ones. And I think that the storylines with the Bloodline and involving the Bloodline, it's epic. I mean, the Usos just surpassed 500 days as tag team champions, too. So. But that was Survivor Series moving over to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Becky Lynch uh, came out, went into the crowd to speak. Bailey interrupted her, but uh, this was but great. Before, yeah, I mean, the, the Becky fan Lynch interaction was, was fantastic. Becky Lynch played to the crowd. I mean, Bob. Yeah. You know, I mean, she was going up to the fans and she was putting her arm like right around the fans and talking to them, actually like having a conversation nearly, but she was controlling the promo. And it was just awesome. You had Bob, Zachary, and like <laughs> Bill or someone. Would you recognize, I mean, but, uh, memorize the cast? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dakota Kai and hilarious. EO Sky end up jumping Becky Lynch in the crowd. Bailey joined in, which I didn't understand how Becky Lynch somehow came out on top of a three on one. Yeah. I get like maybe, I mean, EO had a neck brace on from War Games and everything, but I still, I don't know how she comes out on top from that. Yeah. After that, Rhea Ripley versus Mia Yim didn't happen, or I mean, it ended in a no contest. We saw Dominic distract Mia a bit, and then. She ended up bringing him into the ring. Uh, Ripley takes over from that. AJ runs down. The match gets called off. I feel like I didn't understand the match getting called off. Yeah. But Judgment Day came out. The OC ran down. They all brawled. AJ Styles laid out a challenge. And then everybody continued to brawl and... It sets up that next match where the Judgment Day come out on top. They they picked up the victory over the OC. I liked this setup overall. I didn't like necessarily having that no contest there because it didn't really make sense to me. But them everybody I, brawling, I didn't get the no contest. But everybody brawling I thought was a great setup for this. For sure. And I liked Rhea Ripley breaking up the pin by kicking AJ Styles at one point. And then Mia body slammed yeah. Finn Balor in this, and she went after Dominic, but uh, Rhea Ripley made the save. And, and it seems it seems like they're keeping that nickname for Mia Yim too. Yeah, uh, the mich- Mission. Mission. Yeah, because they announced her as Mission Michin. Mia Yim. I'm sorry. Michin. Michin. Yeah, Michin. Mia Yim. But awesome match. 
Totally. After that, Street Profits picked up the victory over the Alpha Academy. I don't know where the Street Profits have been, but uh, Dawkins definitely lost some weight. I know he's been training yeah, this at the was Heart their, Dungeon. This was their first time on Monday Night Raw in a long time, or I think. not the Heart Dungeon. I don't know what Natty but, and TJ call theirs. I don't know. But this match, it was good, but it didn't really do much for that, me. Oh, man, that takedown STO, I don't even really know what to call it, that Dawkins did was so nice. I thought that was really cool. Whenever I think of STO, I automatically think of what wrestler? I don't know. Do you think of anybody or no? No. I think of Kevin uh, Christopher Daniels. Oh. Yeah, With whenever I hear or see an STO, automatically Christopher Daniels. So Otis distracted the referee at one point, but uh, so Ford couldn't like get the count then. But Otis ate a body slam from Montez Ford. I thought it was a good match. You apparently didn't. You were bored. I thought it was good, but I did get bored. After that, Austin Theory came out, called himself the face of Monday Night Raw, and he called himself the now, and he said from day one, everybody's had a problem with him because they're jealous. And I thought it was a good promo. Seth Rollins came out and said that uh, Austin Theory knows Monday Nights belong to him. And then Seth tried to fight him right then and there, and Austin's like, you know what? I'll do it on my time. And I liked how Seth Rollins was like told him, like, stop talking and listen to them sing. Yeah. And then right away the crowd just starts to sing his theme song. I think that that is I, – I want to see Seth Rollins do that more. A lot of people where, uh, a lot of people saying he was uh, looking like Nikki Bella. Uh, why? <laughs> the, his outfit. I'm going to have to see a comparison of the two of them. But I, I hope that on a promo, whenever – Seth Rollins is on the mic. I hope that he says more, like, listen to them sing. Like, you know, I feel like that's something that he could do to cue the fans to just start doing it. Besides his waving the fingers back and forth where the crowd automatically chimes in. Right. But um, next up, you had Loomis pick up the victory over The Miz in an Anything Goes match to get a contract for Loomis. Beforehand, this- by the way. Yes, beforehand. Miz looking a little bit like Mary Poppins had a giant Louis Vuitton tote. Not a purse, a tote that costs $35,000. Not $35,000, $3,500. $3,500 is still a steep-ass price for a bag. Yeah. But it was filled with money for Dexter Loomis, and uh, he also claimed that he re-injured his hand, and then Adam Pierce is like, brother, you don't even have the right hand taped up. And the match goes on as as scheduled. Miz pulling out. You would a, think that if he didn't want to pay, you would think that if the Miz didn't want to pay Loomis, that he wouldn't have brought that money with him. Yeah, but he he pulled out that uh, <laughs> that C clamp, which was I, I I don't think I've ever seen anybody use that in a uh, a wrestling match before. I thought uh, that was uh, I don't know. That's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I thought that that was awesome. Loomis ends up elbow dropping Miz through a table in the crowd, and then eventually choked Miz with silence and handed out the money to the kids and. Miz attacked yeah, and, him and yoinked the money from the kid. I thought it was hilarious. And hold on, <laughs> I, the big, the big thing. Adam Pierce having him come on over and sign the contract oh, yeah. with the crowd cheering for him too. You know, but yeah, he was passing out those hundred dollar bills. That one then, kid like looked. Said, made he, it, up, he, he looked up to see if it was real. It was funny. Yeah, then he got attacked by uh, by the Miz from behind, only to get saved. Well, not really saved, but he uh, Johnny Gargano came up behind, hit the Miz, and then. Uh, Made the save for the kid. Yeah, and then the kid went on a shopping spree. 
Yeah, he bought a marking out T-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. <laughs> they actually showed a, a video of him getting going to the stands after and spending money. Yeah, so that that is that is pretty cool. The dad, the dad was like, sure, why up. not? It's on Loomis or whatever. Or it's on Miz, maybe, he said. <laughs> yeah, but... Earlier in the, the night, Candice LeRae was interviewed, and uh, she spoke about not being on Monday Night Raw for long and how damage control jumped her. What I liked about this was that Candice LeRae kind of stopped the interviewee. Uh, and who was that? Kathy Kelly? Interviewer. Interviewer. Uh, she stopped her. And she just took the mic herself and started to talk right into the camera. I like that from that from Candice LeRae, especially after everything. And she was just like, "Let me reintroduce myself." And I think that that was that was an awesome reintroduction for her. Creepy part of this: uh, Nikki Cross looking on from the way back. No way. Yeah. Really? As Candace walked I by, Nikki not... Cross was just staring at her. From like, I did she not catch poked that. Poked her head out. Yeah. I'm going to have to look back. I did not catch that. But it led into Candace LeRae picking up the victory over Dakota Kai. Um, this match, they gave this match a long time. It was an enjoyable Bro, match. It was. She it won was an with, enjoyable uh, match. with Miss LeRae's Wild Ride, which they don't use the name of that. And I don't know if it's due to trademark or copyright or what, but with Disney? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but this match was an awesome match, and it showed Dakota Kai playing up the injuries from War Games, of course. War Games. Um, and Candice Lurie coming out as the victor, which I think is really important because this is her re-debut after being out. Um, I thought this was good. Yeah. This was solid, you know? And I think that I did see some people comment that, like, they shouldn't have had uh, Tag Team Champion lose in this matter. But I think that this is okay because she it's Candice Lurie coming. Yeah. Candice LeRae coming back from her injury, but also Dakota Kai, I mean, she just went through war games. Yeah. So she's not going to be 100%. We saw so. Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss interviewed, and uh, for a very, very split second, the Bray Wyatt logo flashes on the screen. Bianca Belair, super happy with the team that she chose. Alexa Bliss, a bit distracted, though. Yeah, in a daze. And it's only happened after that image flashed on. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I still hope that it's going to gear start to gear towards Asuka. Uh, it doesn't... I don't know. That... I know it doesn't look like that at all, but I think that that would be really cool. Also, earlier in the night, we saw the Bloodline. They spoke about war games. They spoke about Kevin Owens. Sammy spoke to Jay and how they're good now. And Kevin Owens interrupted before Solo hugged everybody. He interrupted that big group hug. And he was like, I get why you did what you did. And it's because I've done this exact same thing to you so many times. And Kevin was just like, I just want nothing to do with you anymore. I'm happy. You're finally happy. I'm finally, you're getting the recognition you deserve. And then he reminded Sammy that he's not their real blood and never will be. And then Jay stepped up to challenge Kevin Owens. Also, something that take that took place during the night was an interview with Matt Riddle and Elias, where they challenged the Usos for the championships. Oh, please no! Well, that match is taking place. That's happening. But the main event, we saw Kevin Owens pick up the victory over Jay Uso, and I think they killed it. Yeah. Solo attacked Kevin Owens towards the end, but 
when Jay went for that Uso splash, Kevin Owens moved and hit him with that stunner and picked up the victory. I thought they they had made its main event Jay. I agree with you. I think that for a while we were worried that we were going to lose main event Jay, but I think that everything that they have been doing is this is another level for all of them involved. Yeah. Including Sami Zayn. You know, I feel like this is one of the best things that we've seen from Sami Zayn, uh, Sami Zayn in a very long time, if not some of the best work that he's done storyline wise. Yeah. But that being said, let's move on to NXT where it kicked off with Roxanne Perez picking up the victory over Indy Hartwell. Roxanne's um, just so good. Yeah. And they worked so I, well I was, together in this. Yeah, I was bummed that Hartwell didn't win though. The ending, I I, I really like the ending. I, I don't know if it was a botch or not. Because Roxanne at one at the the first try, she couldn't get the pop rocks. So immediately she ah, starts yeah. beating Indy's on uh, her back or whatever, and then goes for it again and hits it. So I don't know if that was supposed to it happen. Looked like or it looked like it wasn't, but I I, it, I thought that was fantastic. I didn't like that because I mean to me I did view it as a mistake. I I did view that as a, a she mistake. immediately started so beating I, I down wasn't on Indy's back. It. It's a good. It's just a cover. I it's whether a, it was a mistake I mean, when or you're, not, I thought when it you're, was good. It, Exactly. You know, when you're a veteran of the ring, when you've been doing it for this long, when you something like that happens, you have to recoup like that. If not, then you're screwed. You have all eyes on you. So for her uh, reaction time to go into that beating on the back, that was great. For sure. Uh, Electra Lopez was interviewed about Indy Hartwell later on, and she basically said not to get in her way. And then... Not to bet against her, but I mean, we—that's the last time we heard of Electra Lopez's name in that the night. We didn't even hear her as a contender for the Iron Survivor. No, yeah. After that, though, Die Jack picked up the victory over Dante Chen. I thought it was be a much shorter match, but we saw more power of Die Jack. So I was yeah. fine with that. Dante's mouth got smashed open during this, and. uh I guess it makes the feast your eyes finish look even more brutal because he was already bleeding. So it's like, you know, that's going to yeah, hurt more bloodied up. And then die Jack yeah. cut a promo afterwards. And he's like, uh, I'm, I'm here to eviscerate anybody standing in my way. So watch out. Yeah. And then, and then Tony D'Angelo spoke with him later on and he's like, I'm going to see to it that Wesley's days as champion is numbered. So he knows that he can't defeat Dijak, but he wants to kind of work with him to to maybe have uh, Dijak become the, the North American champion. Yeah. Earlier in the night, we saw Andre Chase and uh, Duke, where Duke apologized for what happened last week. And he got a bunch of signatures to get Andre Chase looked at to be in the Iron Survivor Challenge. Grayson Waller interrupted and told Andre Chase that he's being played. And then... Duke Hudson stepped up to challenge Grayson Waller a match where Grayson picked up the victory. I was really surprised that he picked up the victory over Duke Hudson. I mean, Duke Hudson nearly kicking uh the um, hell, yeah. Yeah, close call on the outside. But that's the that's why he lost. He literally lost right after that. I wouldn't say that's why he lost, but it definitely it played into the finish. Yeah, that 100%. literally that he went for the big boot, he stopped and then got back into the ring and boom. 
I don't, he got I hit with don't Waller's like Waller's stunner. But I like yeah. during the match where uh, Duke Hudson was like hulking up, but instead of the you, it was you, like the letter, like chase you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I true. that was funny. After that, though, we yep. saw Kiana James pick up the victory over Fallon Henley. Um, Kiana James at one point grabbed her bag and she threw it at Henley. Henley somehow, she blocks it and it somehow was distracting for her. I didn't get the ending. Yeah. I like the match. I didn't get the ending. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. After that, they aired a vignette for Aoife Valkyrie. I marked the absolute hell out of this because I am a huge fan of Aoife Valkyrie. I'm pumped that she's coming to NXT. Her new name is Lyra Valkyria. She's been out for over a year with an injury. So I'm like beyond pumped that she's back. And I'll I'll say like the promo itself, that the hype video was awesome. The vignettes that she's had in NXT UK were always really good. If you've never seen Aoife Valkyrie, watch NXT UK. She had a match against Mako Satamora. I feel like I say that a lot, uh, but it's it was a really good match. Yeah, I so I have never seen her in action before, uh, at least to my knowledge. So this I know is you've totally watched promos me. of hers, though. I've sent those, and you've reacted. So I may I may have seen the promos. I mean, the promos this was awesome. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Earlier in the night, Javier Burnell was uh, talking to Mac Mitchell, and he's now selling stuff like a baseball bat, a body pillow, cologne with an inappropriate name. Yeah, the body. Sp- yeah, the cologne. Body. And then I like Brunel I like how body they, cologne, it, yeah. the the person doing the interview, how she was just like totally like no Mac Mitchell. What do you mean, Mackenzie Mitchell? Yeah, Mackenzie Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Axiom interrupted, and Bernal got all nervous, and Axiom said he was cleared to wrestle. He goes on to pick up the victory over Javier Bernal, which I thought was a good match, despite not really affecting his wrestling. Axiom still had like that bum knee, it seemed. Uh-huh. And they showed like it showed in that, but he still was able to get the victory. So I like that. So we had yeah. Apollo Cruz and Brown Breaker at a diner, basically just hyping up deadline, but I still thought it was a good segment. I, uh, I wonder like, how do they film at diners like that? Do you think they just like show probably, up and close down the the restaurant or what? Yeah, they probably rent it out. I don't know. But earlier in the night, out. Diamond Mine, they had they were in the gym and JD McDonough showed up to tell them about Inda Sheer, and then that led to a match later on. Julius Creed picked up the victory over JD McDonough via disqualification that I didn't understand. I thought Julius looked great in this though, but and not to take anything away from J.D. McDonough, because I think he's always on that level as well. But in singles action, yeah. I think Creed looked good. And people were like, oh, this is, or commentary, I think, specifically said this was his biggest match. I would argue that his ambulance match was bigger than this that he had at the, the last event, Halloween uh-huh. Havoc. But Indus sure made their way out, of the, out to watch this match. And we saw that suplex spot that, Julius Creed does always so impressive. Uh, 
But JD McDonough, outside the ring, they go, goes to use the chair. Sanga pushed Julius Creed out of the way, eats the chair, and then JD got DQ'd. And I didn't get that because he didn't hit Julius. So, like, does that necessarily make sense? Not really. But Indus share want the they want the creeds at uh, nothing short of a hundred percent for a match, so that's why Sanga did what Sanga did. So maybe we still have that face side of Sanga. A little bit. It could happen. After that, we saw a video package for Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Nothing really to mention from that. No. We saw Von Wagner pick up the victory over Malik Blade, uh, which took place. This happening because he tore up Malik Blade's sweater from last week that uh, it was given to him by his father who had passed away. Uh, I think it might have been his father's sweater as well. But I think it was obvious that Wagner was going to win. Yeah, Wagner I'm very impressed with. But Blade still got some offense in there. And he wanted to do it alone. Although afterwards, Anofi and Odyssey Jones made their way out to make the save. Yeah. Um, but Are you that impressed with Von Wagner where he should be like champion or something? Yeah. You know, I mean, Braun Breaker, I think, is time that he does lose. So I would give a few to Von Wagner, see what happens. I mean, we have seen him face Braun Breaker for that title before. Yeah. I would have a, I would go back in there, you know. But... Throughout the night, you had the Hall of Fame panel uh, talking about deciding the Iron Survivor Challenge participants. And so it was eight... led by Shawn Michaels. Yep. Road Dog was announced first. Then uh, Molly Holly was announced. Alundra Blaze was announced. And then X-Pac was announced. So it was basically DX minus Triple H and obviously Billy Gunn. Um, but they all threw out a bunch of names and discussed... If they should be in, like Carmelo Hayes, Tony D'Angelo, J.D. McDonough, Joe Gacy, Von Wagner, Grayson Waller, Roxanne Perez, Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell, Cora Jade, Fallon Henley, Kiana James, Alba Fire. I thought it was, like, in total, a super weird segment. I know a lot of people were like, this yeah. is awesome. I was like, I this is weird to me. I don't, I don't like this roundtable discussion. Thing. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't. I would have been fine if they just gave us the names. But yeah, later not. later in the night, Shawn Michaels announced the competitors for that match. We're going to see Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, and Joe Gacy, where the fifth person will be determined in a wild card match next week. Um, wild card for that is Von Wagner, Axiom, or Chase. So I guess the petition worked for Andre Chase there. The women, yep. on the other hand, Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, and I think pretty surprisingly, Kiana James. And then the the wild card match next week is Wendy Chu, Fallon Henley, and Indy Hartwell. And I I don't agree with in, uh, with Ivy Nile not being included in this at all. Yeah, after everything that happened recently, she should definitely be in this. So that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. <sighs> Maybe Andre Chase gets into that match as like a like to have like a, a fun spot or something, but I could see Wagner being in that. Yeah. Although I'm fine I with any see. of the three of them, but uh, the women, I, I just, I can't see it being anybody but Indy Hartwell. 
She just had the match and she lost, though. Unless so I can't see it. Unless her. it's Electra Lopez costing Indy Hartwell that match next week. What about Satamora? That's what again. That that doesn't make sense. That Mako Satamora wasn't involved in this. I mean, maybe she could be. She the... was like the top champion, and like what? She's just back in Japan doing nothing right now. I think. I'm. I can't. I can't see it being Indy Hartwell though. That means Wendy Chu or Fallon Henley. What happens if it's Shayna Baszler? It's literally those three. Those are the choices. You don't get to add or subtract. Oh, they, they, oh that's true. Shayna Baszler is going to take out one of them. No. <laughs> so, uh, main event or earlier, by the way, we're supposed to see Katana Chance, Kaden Carter, and Nikita Lyons versus Toxic Attraction, but we saw Zoe Stark show up and attack Nikita Lyons, and the match got called off until she got cleared. She ends up getting cleared. It goes to the main event. Toxic Attraction picks up the victory. I I think I could have watched this match for like maybe 30 minutes or so. Mm. Because I, I really enjoyed this. Obviously, the spot of the, the night that uh, is going around Twitter that everybody's making fun of is that kick that happened with Lions where her she went to give a kick to Mandy Rose who was on the apron and her knee goes out. And it's like, to me, that it made perfect sense going back and watching and it's like okay it doesn't look great but to yeah, me it made absolute sense because she had her knee taken out by Zoe Stark she goes in with a bum knee she was cleared but she you could see it was taped up she went in with the bum knee and she went for that that tornado roundhouse kick that she does and she put that pressure on her knee and it gave out so that's why it's like mid mid jump to me it's like it makes sense because she's grabbing her knee mid air so I am not a fan of this spot. I do get it. I understand it from the perspective that you explained, but I am not a fan of it. I don't think that she's all that good. I think that she's ta- she's good. She could be good, but I don't think right now she again, is even close like to green. She she's un- it's not. She's very. I I I agree that she is very green. I don't think that she is. Uh, I don't think that she's ready right now for the push that she is getting. Um, but the this move. I think that there may have been a better way to go about it because even if I don't understand why she was going for a kick over there, I because Mandy was I on the know. apron. It, she was trying yeah, to prevent Mandy was, from coming into the ring, being a good tag know. team I'm partner. Not, I'm not a fan of her kicks. Like I don't know. Some I mean, th- there are times where it looks really, really good, but sometimes I feel like it's too difficult to not have it be a shoot kick where it looks bad does that make sense no nah, like not really sometimes this the spinning roundhouse kick sometimes no because i think her kicks look good i don't know i thought the uh the tag team ending from toxic attraction was uh gg kind of missed that the end kick but jc still Dude, a hit yeah, her move t- it wasn't kind of that no she missed i mean it. She, if you she, go to ww.com it's that the, it's the main picture right now and it's her like missing the move or whatever i don't know why that's up there. i thought that she kicked i i thought that she kicked the leg but it was like maybe a second or two before no nah, they um, they no nah, that i don't think that connected at all but jc's dead did connect so that was fine yeah, with me and then stark good. looked on afterwards to to nikita lyons yeah so that's NXT. Going to move over to SmackDown. 
It opened up with the bloodline, Sammy Zayn trying to celebrate the Usos, but Jimmy didn't want to have him do that. He wanted to celebrate Sammy Zayn and and everything that they did at War Games together because Sammy Zayn was the MVP. And uh, in this segment, I got to say, Sammy Zayn doing the handshake with both members of the Usos at the same time has to be pretty impressive. I, I was impressed by that. Sami Zayn goes on to pick up the victory over Sheamus. I thought it was a good match. I liked uh, Sami Zayn going for the beats of Baron, but Sheamus countered it. And then Sheamus went for it later on, and Sami Zayn countered it. I, I thought that was nice. Sheamus eventually hit it on, uh, later later on in the match. But Sami Zayn also reversed that white noise from the middle rope with the sunset flip powerbomb. Sheamus hits the, the normal white noise. And uh, he reversed a, a Hluva kick from that. So I thought that was pretty nice. But Jimmy distracted Sheamus when he went for a bro kick. Brawling Brutes got involved. Solo joined in. And then Jimmy distracted the referee again. And Jay super kicked Sheamus to have Sami Zayn get that roll-up victory. And then later on, Sammy wanted to grab some food or whatever. And the Usos had him go with Solo. They stayed back to talk to each other about maybe Jay trusting Sami Zayn, whether or not he got to talk to him about that. But Roman Reigns, he said, cleared it. So he's fine with that. And then Sheamus attacked both of them. And he said that if they still have their titles after Monday night, him and Drew will take them on for them. We saw a backstage segment with Bray Wyatt where he spoke about pretty much the circle of life with animals and everything and how it's normal, but nobody talks about it. And he said that he's not the one that attacked LA Knight, because if it was him, LA Knight wouldn't be there still. But this promo sounded like Bray wanted to eat another human being. (laughs) I don't know what what they were trying to do with that one, but they did something with uh, Uncle Howdy later on also, but I'm I'm just kind of confused by all of this. But after that, Shayna Baszler picked up the victory over Emma, Madcap gave her a pep talk beforehand, brought up how uh, Emma is is the main reason responsible for that women's revolution in, in WWE, professional wrestling, etc. Obviously with the help of Paige there as well, and uh, the start of that, I should say. Um, but I think that was good and, and very much so needed because she's been off of TV and, and really hasn't had a direction since she's returned to WWE. And we saw Shayna Baszler damage Emma's arm during this. So Emma really, for the majority of that match, was working with one arm. And I thought that was pretty cool. I liked that part. I think it would have been nice if she had won. Shayna Baszler continued the attack afterwards. And Shotzi tried to make the save. Uh, Shayna Baszler eventually took over. And right before doing anything to her arm, Raquel Rodriguez made her way out. So it took three against one to get rid of Shayna Baszler in that situation. They aired a vignette, a video package, I should say, for Lacey Evans of her going back to basics. It was her at, uh, I guess, Marine Boot Camp or whatever. And uh, it like it didn't work last time. This was a lot different than what she did last time, though. This was her actually going out there and doing physical physical stuff training with actual Marines. She's a former Marine herself. So maybe it'll work this time. Earlier in the night, Kofi Kingston was interviewed where he declared for the Royal Rumble, the first to declare for the Royal Rumble. 
And he also picked Ricochet to win the World Cup later on. Uh, but Imperium interrupted. And they they were like, why are you talking to Kofi? You should be asking us. And it sets up a match. Kofi was like, Woods ain't here. I'll do a, a singles match. Gunter comes out of nowhere and accepts that match. Goes on to pick up the victory over Kofi. We saw Kaiser trip Kofi at one point, And Gunter was probably about to win the match. But Braun Strowman came out and took Imperium out. Kofi off of that distraction hits the, that SOS. Gunter kicks out. The match continues. I don't get Gunter not dominating then. And then Kofi kicking out of that powerbomb finisher that we all know was a finisher, was I thought was pretty crazy. And the finish, I thought, came out of nowhere. He's now using a sit-out power slam called The Last Symphony. Not a fan of that at all. After that, Damage Control came out and Bailey said that nobody from SmackDown wanted to face them at War Games. And she was offended as the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. Liv Morgan came out, went into the brawl three-on-one. She was quickly taken out. But then Tegan Knox made a return to WWE. I marked the absolute heck out. And uh, they began to take over. Obviously, uh, it was three on two, and then Liv Morgan used a kendo stick, but I am freaking ecstatic that Tegan Knox is back. I'm happy to see her hopefully get that huge push this time, and now we have the, the members, Team Kick, feuding with each other, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. so I'm, I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to that uh, backstage or a, a video vignette gimmick of Karrion Cross. He spoke about people that he's beaten, and now he's coming for Rey Mysterio, who's injured, so that's a bit weird. We also have a Kurt Angle birthday celebration next week, so that should be fun. I don't know if maybe the bloodline will be involved with that. I don't know who's going to be involved with that, but that's something to look forward to. And then the main event saw Ricochet pick up the victory over Santos Escobar to win the SmackDown World Cup. I like that they had promos throughout the night for both of them, so it made it feel like a bigger match. Um, Legato got involved pretty early on, and they eventually get kicked from ringside. Zelina Vega was on commentary. That pissed her off. She got up on the apron. She got kicked from ringside as well. But these two had a really good match. That suicide dive from Santos that led to Ricochet being thrown onto the the commentary table was really nice. The shooting star press off the apron by Ricochet was really nice. Um, the 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 barricade spot that they did the that ended with the Hurricane Rana that was awesome. Santos ends up getting his knees up when uh, Ricochet went for a normal shooting star press. Ricochet reversed the Phantom Driver. They both continue. Ricochet finally wins with the 630, but I can't say enough good things about this match. It's awesome to see both of them in the main event of SmackDown. And now Ricochet will face Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship, I think, in two weeks. But uh, definitely a really good match. But that's SmackDown. Going to take a quick little break, and I'll be back reviewing AEW. And uh, I'll be right back here on Marking Out. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? This is DMC in the place to be. And the only place for you to ever be is right here listening to Marking Out. That's all it's about. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 617. 
Going to talk about some AEWs, kick it off with Rampage, which opened with FTR picking up the victory over uh, Top Flight to retain the Ring of Honor Championships. Uh, I thought it was a decent match style-wise, though. It felt less like a Top Flight match and more like an FTR match. Uh, And then the guns came out afterwards, but nothing came of that. They aired a vignette for, for Powerhouse Hobbs. The Jericho Appreciation Society had an in-ring segment, which basically just sets up Jericho and Claudio at uh, Final Battle. And if Claudio loses, he joins the Jericho Appreciation Society. So another match where somebody has a contract gimmick where they lose, they got to join, etc. I wish they would get away from those. Especially since Matt Hardy's literally going through a storyline of that again right now. After that, Tony Storm was interviewed. She wants the title. Darby Allen picked up the victory over Anthony Henry. We saw J.D. Drake get involved, but Sting took him out, so Darby was able to pick up the victory there. Athena was interviewed. Uh, she was apparently suspended. I had no idea why. I had no clue she was. Ref Aubrey was involved. I was very confused when this when this was happening. But then she called out Mercedes Martinez for the Ring of Honor Championship. Maybe it happened on AEW Dark or Elevation. I don't watch that. I, I it, it had to have, I assume. I was very puzzled. After that, Hikaru Shida picked up the victory over Queen Aminata. Penelope Ford and the Bunny came out to watch this, but this was a very quick match with Hikaru Shida picking up that victory. And then the main event saw Roosh teaming up with the Butcher and the Blade to defeat Dark Order. Evil Uno and Negative One came out during the match. And then Ten finally shows up. He ends up taking John Silver out. And Uno tries to save him. Butcher and Blade hold him back and then tossed him into the steps. And Alex Reynolds went to make the save, but Roosh and Ten took him out. And I said a few weeks ago that this is probably the end game and now we're here. So it's unfortunate. It feels like Dark Order is just done. So hopefully they're not, but there goes 10. Moving over to AEW Dynamite, it opened up with John Moxley, basically saying that nobody has the balls to step up to him. And then Hangman showed up, and Mox questioned Hangman if he wanted to do this because uh, what happened last time, I guess alluding to Hangman getting a concussion. And then Hangman popped him in the face and they brawled. I legitimately thought Mox almost broke his ankle when he fell off the stage. But the brawl continued throughout the night. They finally get kicked from the building. That plays into storyline later on. Brian Danielson afterwards picks up the victory over Dax Harwood. Very good match. My only complaint from this was that pin, pin, pin spot that I just hate because most of the time it leads to nothing. But Dax tapped shortly after that. But it was still cool to see Brian Danielson and Dax here. Ricky Starks was interviewed and said that he'll be in the the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, even though he has a title shot already, which that's very annoying. He had a match later on where he picked up the victory over Ari Davari, but nothing happened in that match. Ethan Page and Stokely came out beforehand, as did Matt Hardy. They sent him to the back. And then Ethan Page claimed that he's going to win the diamond, the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal and the ring or whatever. But that match was a quick match with Ricky Starks and, and Ari Davari. 
After that segment, though, Renee had to sit down with the, the Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society, turned into an argument, turned into a match, I think a tag match, and then Yuta, he wants the pure championship. So that gets set up. Samoa Joe picks up the victory over A.R. Fox, who is signed now. That's awesome. I hope he's going to be on television every week. But with AEW, you have no idea. Uh, I thought the outcome of this was obvious. But Samoa Joe cuts a promo afterwards, and Wardlow basically shows up and challenges him to a match for the TNT Championship. Powerhouse Hobbs had another vignette. So it's just one of those get-to-know-him segments. William Regal. And MJF, Regal comes out and uh, introduces MJF. And apparently Regal had sent MJF an email a few weeks ago about how their, uh, just everything. So that's how their relationship came to be here. And then MJF said he doesn't care about the firm anymore. And he ditched the AEW championship for a custom design, which is like a Burberry strap, which is kind of hard to see. But I like the brown strap. It reminds me of the old titles from the 60s. And he spoke about Eddie Kingston, Ricky Starks, Brian Danielson. And he brought up how he hopes that Nick Khan and Triple H get him in the bidding war of 2024. It definitely popped me big time when MJF said that he's going to rarely wrestle, rarely defend the title, rarely wrestle. I thought that was really funny. I didn't like the line about Bruno San Martino. Uh, everything else about this whole segment I thought was absolutely incredible, brilliant, fantastic segment. MJF ends up clocking William Regal's fr- uh, from behind with the brass knuckles. Fantastic segment. Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker were interviewed after that, uh, which was just, it was, first of all, I hated that Britt Baker was speaking and not Jamie Hayter. And then they really just had the interview segment to set up an interview segment for next week. And now it's two weeks without Soraya on Dynamite. After her huge return to pro wrestling, how they don't have Soraya two weeks in a row after her match, just it's beyond dumb to me. After that, Willow Nightingale picked up the victory over Anna Jay. Willow is over big time. And I am very happy about that. We're big fans of Willow here, so that's awesome to see. Uh, And a very unexpected victory there for her. But Ty got involved, and Willow clocked her. And I thought it was going to be over then, but Willow recovered. And from, I mean, from that distraction, she she picked up the victory. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Speaking of unexpected, Ruby Soho returned right after that and beat up Ty Conti and Anna Jay, so she's back. That's awesome that she's back. After that, QT Marshall and Orange Cassidy had an interview segment where QT wanted a title match and a lumberjack match, and QT kept getting interrupted, but that match got set up, so Orange Cassidy will probably successfully defend that title against QT. There was the Jade Cargill Championship Celebration, Red Velvet and Layla apparently hung out with Kiara Hogan this past weekend. So Jade was pissed off at that. And then she brought up Lil Bow Wow and conveniently a video of Lil Bow Wow plays right at that point. And he said he's coming for Jade or something. I don't know who he's going to bring somebody. Perhaps I have no idea. People think it's me, Sasha Banks. And if it's Sasha Banks, that would be the absolute worst way to bring somebody into the company. 
Lil Bow Wow, I guess maybe. I mean, he's got a connection to Snoop Dogg, but he's a celebrity from 2003. He's not relevant right now. This shouldn't be on television. It should have ended last week. It shouldn't have happened last week. Shouldn't have happened on Twitter. But as for the celebration, that little tiny cake, by far, absolutely the saddest big ass celebration ever. After that, the acclaimed were backstage with Billy Gunn, yelling at them like a drill sergeant for not being on Dynamite because AEW stands for acclaimed every Wednesday. And Bowens is like, we'll we'll have a match on Friday. Rampage will give the best team a title shot. And then Billy yelled at them again because they are the best team. And then Max was like, oh, he meant second best, second best. So in my mind, that should be FTR versus the acclaimed. Nothing was actually set up. I could also, in my mind, see something with the gun club happening or something. I have no idea. Or the guns, I should say, not the gun club. Main event, though, saw the elite pick up the victory over Death Triangle. Again, 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 again. Same old match. The elite jump Death Triangle beforehand. The referee starts the match when everybody's outside the ring. He's outside the ring. And then he got taken out by Matt Jackson. I just thought this was so bad. Penta at one point had the hammer and Fenix tried to stop him. Kenny ends up knocking Fenix with the V-trigger by mistake. And then the match continues. Pac goes for his finisher and, and one of the Jacksons got their knees up or whatever. Leads to the end, That led to the end of the match. No House of Black, dumb. How do you have No House of Black? Big return? No, no House of Black. But that's AEW Dynamite. Hey, Brandon, who ya shouting out? Damn it, Bobby. How many times do I have to tell you to listen to Brandon's shout outs? The first shout out goes to Wednesday, which is the new Adams Family show on Netflix. I think Jenna Ortega absolutely kills it as Wednesday. It's really good. And I can't say enough that good things. That looks really, about really show. good. It's like, bro. And I think like I think it's a show that many people are like, I'll check out one episode and then they end up watching all eight in a row. And it actually uh-huh. broke the record for the most hours viewed in a single week for an English language show on Netflix. It beat out say uh the season four of Stranger Things. Really? Yeah. That's that's surprising, especially because it wasn't it's season one. Yeah, you know, like Stranger, like usually you have to build up a fan following before you get to that sort of a level. I mean, it was Stranger Things season four that it broke that status. Yeah, so that's very surprising to say that. I'm not familiar with Jenna Ortega though. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know why like anybody me, would. That's like an adult, I guess. She was from a Disney show. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know the show, but. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I, I guess the the show that she was on in Disney was uh, stuck in the middle or something. Okay. And a lot of times in the show, apparently, she would refer to her herself as Wednesday because she was stuck funny. in the middle. So Disney put out a uh-huh. compilation of her saying "I'm Wednesday" on that show. That's that's funny. From the previews, it looks like she nailed the the role. Yeah, it's fantastic. Do they do they focus a lot on the family itself, or is it more? No, so no, just no. It's, centric- it's Wednesday, a hundred percent. Well, not a hundred percent. It's ninety percent Wednesday. Do they have anything with the home or anything like that, or no? Yeah, at the beginning, you'll see like the the family Festus? and stuff. Yeah. 
Okay. Festus, brother? He's not Festus. in it. Festus. <laughs> Fester's in it. Fester. Fester. Fester, remember a few weeks ago, like, everyone was like, oh, who's going to play Fester? They're keeping it a big secret for obvious reasons. Uh-huh. And people thought Tim Burton was going to give the role to Johnny Depp. And then people thought maybe uh-huh. Christina Ricci was going to somehow play Fester. What? She and, Yeah, because like she was attached to it via name. Okay. But her role wasn't known. But she ends up uh-huh. being... Uh, she's a school teacher in the show. So I think that's cool that she's involved. Spoiler. But it's uh, it's Fred Armisen as Fester. And it's the, his Fred version Armisen. of Fester is more so like the, the TV show. But Who's they Fred pay Armisen? homage to the TV show. They pay homage to to both of the movies that I grew up on. And I'm sure you grew up on them. Yeah, I, I personally was a fan of the TV show. Yeah. I love the TV show. Who was Fred Armisen? Why is that sound familiar? From SNL. Fred okay. Armisen. I don't know what else I'm like. It's Fred Armisen. Yeah. Um, but I would say 100%, oh, if you're okay. not watching... If you're not watching Wednesday, you should be watching Wednesday. It is fantastic. Oh. I hope there's a season two. There, I mean, with how popular it is, I can't see there not being a season two. The guy from Portlandia. Or SNL is more more. I don't really know him to be honest. Like the, his SNL. What do you um, mean? I never watched. Him. He played Governor Patterson, and Governor Patterson got pissed no. off. No, the only time I started seeing him was really here and there on SNL and then um, with his Portlandia, but I've never actually watched anything of his. So yeah. Um, Documentary now is a, I mean, was a great show. I haven't really enjoyed, I didn't enjoy this last season at all. And it almost makes me think I didn't enjoy the last season, but the, uh, the next shout out goes to bumper in Berlin, which is a spinoff series of pitch. Perfect. And it's on Peacock. It stars Adam Devine, Sarah Hyland, Jamila Jamil, Flula Borg, and more. And it just follows Adam Devine's Pitch Perfect character and Flula's Pitch Perfect character in Berlin. And it's gotten a lot of negative reviews, but I enjoy the show. And I really do hope that it gets picked up for a second season because it leaves off on a cliffhanger. Or is this just a continuation of Andy and Haley? Yeah, which is funny because, like, when I watched the trailer, I, I didn't put two and two together. And then once I started episode one, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> How did I, like, not realize this from Modern Family? So really? That, that was, was the first cool. That was the first thing that hit me. I mean, I texted you right away. Yeah. But I, I would say check out Bumper in Berlin. You have Peacock if you're watching the, the wrestling PLEs, so. Uh, and then Christine McVie gets the last shout out. She unfortunately passed away this week at the age of 79. Uh, an absolutely incredible singer and songwriter from Fleetwood Mac. She uh, she wrote songs like Little Lies, Don't Stop, um, Everywhere, Songbird. So many more songs. And I'm happy that I got to see her live twice. And I wish I could have seen her more times. I have seen Fleetwood Mac a few other times, but she wasn't with them. So. Yeah. It's just very unfortunate. Go listen to some Fleetwood Mac. That's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, there's that one song that I'm hearing right now everywhere because of the commercial the for Chevrolet. Yeah. And I, I'm not familiar with that song. What do you mean you're not familiar with the song? What do you mean? I don't think I'm familiar with it. Like, I've heard the commercial. Do you not know Fleetwood Mac? 
not too much. I know maybe two songs, but I know that there I haven't really given them a chance to listen to it. But every time I listen to that song, I'm like, I want to listen to this full song. Yeah. Because it sounds really great. It's a good song. I'm sure. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our, our... is right our mark out moment of the week i am gonna say right off the bat it kind of goes like one after the other uh disney aired their abc and disney parks holiday special probably didn't watch that right uh yes no i did not so for the first time in almost 20 years run dmc performed christmas and hollis together and I am incredibly jealous of anyone who got to be at Magic, uh, yeah, Magic Kingdom, to see that and witness it and hear that. I was like, I thought it was cool that Run DMC was about to be on this special, and then they did Christmas and Hollis, and I was like, oh, man, obviously they were doing Christmas and Hollis, but I thought <laughs> that was so cool. But moving on to another markout moment, cool. it's been a week. It's been a week, so I'm like on the fence about whether or not I should be saying anything. But the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I know you didn't say it. You didn't see it, right? No, I did not. But I'm going to spoil a little tiny little piece. Okay. Thank you for the warning. I marked out because John Cena is now officially in the MCU. What as John Cena? Really? Yeah, and uh, people, if you haven't seen it, my bad. You're going to have to watch it to see what that is. I just thought Wait, what do you cool. mean as John Cena? He's John Cena. Do you like know no what the, the the premise of this holiday special is? Did you watch the trailer? I saw the trailer, and I saw them chasing down Kevin Bacon. Yeah, so for the trailer, they, they pick up Kevin Bacon, who is, as himself, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. So... There are other celebrities in here as themselves. Kind of. Ah, gotcha, kind gotcha. Um, also, and speaking of John Cena, I, I it, it has to be filed under being a mark, but Fortnite brought back the John Cena pack. Okay. So I paid real money for it. You can only, for the most part, you only end up paying real money to get those skins. And I really, I, it sucks that I play Fortnite to begin with. <laughs> I but it's it's a fun Fortnite. game. It I'll so admit addicting. it. Yeah, now that they get they give you the option, it seems to addicting. Have, it seems great to not have the because uh, it was like a childish game when they'd have like the building and stuff. But now uh-huh. it's just like straight up. You could choose to not have building, and you could just shoot and kill people. So, Isn't that the premise to build though? No, it doesn't have to be. The premise is you versus ninety nine, for the most part. Uh huh. So, without building, it's so All much right. like I think it's so much better. Well, I'm gonna say but that I have I marked out for I have that John Cena skin. I already bought the Black Adam skin. But to continue, not to cut you off over there, but to continue continue on John Cena. On the newest episode of American Dad, there was a storyline that involved 
Klaus getting a script to John Cena. So I thought that was pretty funny. So, but go on. Yeah, no, I was going to say that I totally marked out for uh, Jay Uso hugging Sami Zayn, embracing him as part of the bloodline, part of the family. It was totally Usi. And I was very, very happy for that. I, hands down, my mark out moment of the week is that hug. How about Johnny and Candace bringing their son to work and then Johnny posting a photo of Triple H doing the point? Right? That, that was pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's basically the, the mark out moments. That is the uh, the show, folks. Episode 617. Check us out on Twitter at Marking Out, at BTTG161 on both Instagram and Twitter, at Chris Sweendog on Twitter, CMSweeney85 on Instagram, David PTDPT on both. You'll see Facebook.com slash Marking Out, YouTube.com slash Marking Out 11. That's our Instagram as well. Um, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Check us out at Marking Out on TikTok. Apple Podcasts still is not working. We're now in a triangle between them and others trying to get it back. Stitcher Radio is no longer working either. I think it's because of Apple Podcasts. But Amazon Podcasts works. Google Podcasts works. Spotify Podcasts works. And MarkingOut.com works. So check out MarkingOut.com. And thank you so much for listening. Enjoy December. We wish you the the best best of luck in your future future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week.